0: Welcome to another episode of the Deborah Health Report, where we dive into current health and medical topics to keep the Delaware Valley informed and updated. Last month, we focused on the heart and discussed hands-on CPR, automated external defibrillators, and ways to protect our hearts. This month, we focus on recognizing and treating the physical and visual signs of heart failure, Heart failure is not an incident, but a potentially fatal process that can significantly affect quality of life if not treated and closely managed. Here's Rasa Kay.
1: Hi, I'm Rasa Kay. This month, the Deborah Health Report focuses on heart failure, a chronic, debilitating condition when untreated or poorly managed, as well as a leading cause of hospitalization due to the resulting buildup of fluid in the lungs and other body tissues when a weakened heart muscle just can't keep up with its workload. The good news is that there have never been more ways to treat heart failure. In some cases, stopping or slowing its progression. In others, even reversing some of it through medication and lifestyle modifications alone. If more aggressive modalities need to be considered, the range of options there has been growing as well, thanks to the rise of sophisticated implantable devices. Cardiologist Dr. Colpreet-Barn breaks it all down for us.
0: Well, heart failure is uh a... it's the result of many diseases when the heart is not able to meet the demand of the body. And that results in heart failure. That could be from high blood pressure, diabetes, blockages, infections, inflammation, anything that can damage the heart so the heart doesn't work properly. COVID.
1: So it's not an incident.
0: It's usually not an incident. One incident can lead to heart failure, but usually it's a chronic disease. It's usually a result of damage from some disease that results in the heart. It usually not an overnight thing. It usually takes weeks and months to present.
1: So, when you get diagnosed with heart failure, is that an earthquake to your life? What does it mean?
0: Yeah, so you know, um, it is a very serious diagnosis. I think uh, even with the contemporary treatments, if you, if uh, I tell I tell patients, it's really a, a two decision thing. If you don't take your medications, if you don't take it seriously, it is a death sentence. Uh, you will not be alive for a long time if if you don't take it seriously. I, the best analogy is we we call it the cancer of the heart, and these patients do behave like cancer. Patients, if you don't treat them now. On the other flip side, if you seek care, take your medications, follow up with a specialist, uh, you can have many, many years, productive years. And uh, you know, we have famous people who had heart failure and, and they were productive. Uh, Vice President Dick Cheney had it, and uh, you know, he was, he was uh, running the country. So, uh, so you can certainly live normal lives uh, if you take a tre- follow a treatment plan and follow with a good doctor and uh,
1: modify your risk factors. What would send you to the doctor to find out that all of this that you've been experiencing is actually heart failure? And what might lead to that in terms of causation?
0: Usually symptoms. uh, Majority of the times, there'll be symptoms. And and unfortunately, a lot of these symptoms can also mimic other diseases have those symptoms too. So really, if you're having symptoms of shortness of breath, uh, wiped out, activities you could do a year ago, you can't do them anymore, Uh, swelling in your legs, can't lay flat, any kind of alarming symptoms, you should immediately go to your doctor, whoever you see on a regular basis, and and they will start doing some testing to figure out is it the heart, is it the lungs, is it some other blood problem, and uh, they will finally get to a diagnosis. And once you get the diagnosis of heart failure, you should definitely see a heart specialist, and they will put you through a treatment plan.
1: Luckily, if you've got early symptoms that you catch, they're, they're things that you feel. But eventually, you can even see that there's something wrong with, with someone. So tell us about the stages of heart failure and what they mean, what they indicate is going on sure. under your ribcage.
0: Yeah, once again, we the analogy we like to, because, you know, cancer is very well known. It's in our community. So it's really similar to cancer. Just like once you get diagnosed with cancer, we stage it. Because it helps us tell you patient the prognosis, meaning what their future is gonna look like. And also helps doctors understand, depending on the stage, how aggressive we need to be. So similarly with heart failure, we do the same thing, we stage it. And we do stage A through D. And A means you're not your your risk factors for heart failure. Stage D is you're so bad you need a heart transplant or something severe and and somewhere in the middle is all our treatment options. So we do stage it, and, and that helps basically help tell the patient the prognosis, which uh, means tell them what their future looks like if left untreated and treated. And and for doctors, it tells us depending on the stage how aggressive we need to be. Do we just need to do pills, or do we need to do devices, or do we need to go to heart transplant?
1: So cancer can go into remission with the right treatment can you reverse or cure heart failure
0: absolutely i mean with the new medications and certain depends on the what we say ideology meaning what the cause of the heart failure so there's certain causes of heart failure that are curable and uh, then there are causes that are not curable but our new medications work so well i have so many patients their hearts get better they get improved and they they, they, they recover and then some patients don't so we like so we, we see all three We see a cure we see a remission and then sometimes in small cases if the they take their medications we see progression um, that despite everything they keep getting sicker and then we have to talk about aggressive therapies
1: so even if it's cure remission you are still managing potential heart yes. failure once
0: you have heart failure and you take medications and you get better we want you to take those medications for the rest of your life
1: when you talk about the prognosis what are the the lifestyle issues, quality of life issues? You talked about medication and possible other interventions, but what about how you can contribute to your own health?
0: I think uh, you know. Uh, I tell patients, you know, first thing first, take your medications. The, the, the newer medications definitely improve quality of life. You can do more things if you're short of breath doing certain activities. I have patients that are able to do more activities. So medications are key, of course. Uh, stop smoking. Weight loss. Uh, we also sometimes put them through cardiac rehab uh, where we can condition their weak heart to do more. Uh, so there are multiple uh, treatment. The, the treatment is not just pills. It's a, it's a comprehensive treatment uh, package, as you can say. And uh, so that's what patients can do to improve their is to take medications, uh, exercise, weight loss, and, and risk factor modification.
1: So what is it about heart failure that makes you feel so lousy, so tired, the swelling? Sure. the It's, it's fluid buildup overall. Isn't that it? Yeah,
0: your heart is like your engine. That's my, the best analogy I've been using lately is that your heart is your engine. It's just like when the car's engine's working, you press on the gas pedal, you can go 90 miles an hour. And when the engine's not working, you go 30 miles an hour, and if you don't fix it, it'll stop. It's the same concept. Your heart is really your engine your heart pumps blood to your organs so you can walk and talk and feel good and have energy. And when the heart's not working, that's why you have those symptoms. And the second part of what your heart does is that with your kidneys, it regulates the fluid. And when your heart's not working, you tend to retain fluid, which leads to the congestion and and the leg swelling and feeling even worse.
1: And you might not necessarily just have swelling in, in the legs or the feet. You might have fluid building up in other parts
0: mm-hmm. of the body so, well just like in medicine we say so we see the typical presentations and then we see the atypical presentations some patients will not have fluid buildup they'll just be wiped out uh, they just can't do activities some patients will have a full symptoms uh, their legs are swollen they've gained weight some patients will not gain weight in their legs they'll just gain weight in their belly so weight gain is another sign so yes some patients will present uh, not in a typical format.
1: But fluid buildup in the lungs is something that's really worrisome. Yes, I mean, it's usually uh, generally throughout the body. What will
0: happen is, over time, your body adjusts and the lungs don't fill up, but your, your body overall fills up with fluid. So weight gain is something we also look for. Uh, we'll have patients that will so gain 20 pounds in two months uh, because they're retaining so much fluid. And some of it is in their legs, but it's, sometimes it's throughout their body.
1: What is the patient contribution, then, to the self-care, besides just taking their meds?
0: Well, just like we talked about, you know, uh, uh, you know stop uh, things that can affect the heart, like uh, cutting back on drinking, stopping smoking, uh, exercising, uh, monitoring your weights, make sure you're not building up with fluid, alerting your providers. So, so patients play a very important role. And uh, just like I tell patients that, you know, it's a relationship. And I can give them all the ideas and the medications in the world, but if they don't listen to me, we, we're not going to be successful. We're only going to be successful if we meet halfway and, and work together.
1: So dietary considerations, things like sodium, anything that would, would create a fluid retention sure. issue? Sure. Of course,
0: just like we talked about, like the, you know, the heart um, regulates the fluid, so if your heart is weak, you don't want to drink excessive fluid because you already have a damaged heart and it's already working hard. And if you're just drinking all the water, you're going to end up retaining. So yes, you do have to limit what you put in and so we can maintain a negative balance where whatever you're putting in, you're putting out more so you don't fill up with fluid. And some of that we use weights, uh, sodium restriction, Uh, And we have other devices to monitor the fluid.
1: But what about caffeine as a diuretic? Is that a good thing, then, if you're a heart failure? So, you know,
0: I I say moderation. Um, You know, I certainly would not recommend 10 cups of coffee a day, but if you want to have one or two cups in in moderation, that's fine. But it is not going to be a diuretic. Um, You can't just take the extra fluid out by drinking coffee. Uh, You'll tend to retain more fluid. So we have special medications to maintain that negative balance.
1: Who should a patient go to see if they're worried about heart failure. Yes. What are the steps there?
0: Yeah, so uh, uh, first step is if you're having symptoms, just your first contact is whoever. It, it could be a cardiologist, a primary care doctor, a family medicine doctor, go see a physician. Uh, because remember I told you there's some overlap of other diseases that can have similar symptoms too. So first step is to go through a diet. Keep in mind it could not be heart failure, it could be a lung issue. It could be a blood issue, it could be something else going on. So, So you need to, if you're having these symptoms, you need to first see a provider. And that provider will most likely, the standard of care in the United States, put you through a differential diagnosis and run some tests, blood work, EKG, some testing to gear what are the symptoms. And, and generally speaking, you know, if it is a heart failure, you'll make it to a heart specialist, and you should at least ask to be seen by a heart specialist.
1: And what would the heart specialist then look at? In addition to all of those other tests, there's suspicion of heart failure. What then happens?
0: Yeah, so they'll, um, they'll do some other high-end testing, meaning if it's if confirmed that your heart's not working properly your initial testing, they'll do some other procedures like catheterizations and heart MRI, special pictures of the heart. So, uh, so that's why it'll get escalated to a heart specialist that,
1: that will order that special testing. So catheterization might be necessary. You might not mm-hmm. necessarily figure it out just from imaging.
0: Uh, yeah, so if you find out you have a weakening of the heart muscle the, in the United States, depending on your risk factors, we do recommend heart catheterization. So there is a big chance you need that. So that's why most likely, let's say you go to a family medicine doctor and they diagnose you with a weakening of the heart muscle, they'll generally at that point send you to a cardiologist or a heart failure specialist. And then they'll run those specialized tests.
1: But not every cardiologist is a heart failure specialist.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, uh, the, you know, in the United States, we have we do extra training to manage these complicated patients. so uh, But unfortunately, there's not that many heart failure cardiologists in the United States. So you may be in a region where they may not have any. So your first point of contact may be a general cardiologist. And generally speaking, if they feel like they can't manage, then they'll seek out their regional heart failure cardiologist uh, to help them out.
1: We got you here in New Jersey. <laughs> so what kind of list of questions should you bring if you're in this process? To ask your doctor? Yeah, if you're
0: confirmed, you know, the diagnosis with heart failure, you obviously want to sit down with your doctor and talk about the treatment plan, your prognosis, uh, dietary restrictions, what can you do, a cardiac rehab program. So, so the, generally speaking, a good specialist will go through that with you, but, but if you feel like something's not there, those are the kind of things I would ask uh, the physician.
1: How long does it take to to get to the point where you've nailed that this is heart failure?
0: Well, these days it's it's it's, it depends on the patient. If you mean we have patients that sort of because of you know uh, certain barriers, you know social or financial barriers that they may not seek care. Um, And once they're once they're in the system, it's usually fairly quick. Uh, These tests can be done within days. It doesn't take months to get them done.
1: This kind of situation where you want a second opinion.
0: It depends. I mean, if uh, certainly I think. If you're on a treatment plan and you're feeling better, uh, you're probably okay, but if you're not feeling better and you keep having symptoms, then definitely I would as I would seek an advanced heart failure cardiologist's opinion, even if you have to travel far.
1: Does heart failure present with pain?
0: So generally speaking, not, but you, certain small patient populations can have some belly pain and vague pains like that, but generally it's not a painful diagnosis. It's more of a, uh, just like a car and an engine, like it's more of a, you really, you will have, Changes, it'll affect your life; that like you will not be able to do activities. You'll be short of breath, and and those are the kind of symptoms that are more common. Pain is not a common symptom of heart failure.
1: What's the typical age range?
0: Um, but predominantly, as you get older, heart failure is more common. As you get older, it is a disease of the elderly because as you get older, you get high blood pressure, diabetes, and those risk factors. Uh, but certainly, small patient populations we can see them earlier too, um, and depending on you know if it's depending on the cause of the heart failure. But generally, it's an elderly. Patient population, diagnosis.
1: Any gender linkage?
0: Uh, no, it can. You know, females. Uh, females can present with the heart. There couple ty- There are two types of heart failure. Uh, females tend to present with a more of a preserved ejection fraction, whereas men present with lower. There are some differences. Uh, but certainly we see females and and males.
1: That's cardiologist Dr. Kulpreet-Barn. More on treating and managing heart failure, along with the latest on a possible COVID connection in our next podcast, which drops the first Wednesday of the month. I'm Rasa Kay.
0: You can always listen to all of the informative Deborah doctor interviews at DeborahHealthReport.com. Schedule an appointment at DemandDebora.org.